Well, folks, I'm back. I know it's been a long time since I have posted anything in terms of a new podcast. I apologize for that, but I will tell you that it has been quite a journey these last eight or nine months, as it has for everybody, dealing with all the COVID uh, information and stuff that everybody's been dealing with. Well, I'm back. It's, I think, about been about nine months uh, since I've been writing and podcasting. Um, honestly, I didn't know if I was going to come back uh, at all, but I was motivated by many of you, and now I feel like I really need to get a sense of closure. As I mentioned before, some of you folks have taken the time to share your personal stories with me, and it's uh, one of those stories from a gentleman in Belfast, Northern Ireland, that really got me off my rear end to, to, to continue at least writing for a bit. And I really want to thank to all of you who have taken their time to write and tell me your stories. And uh, honest with you, it motivates me very much. But what really resonated with his email was that there is such a big need to help people get started in the stock market and getting to understand the stock market. There just isn't, there's probably a lot of information out there, but it's very complicated. So that's been the goal of mine is to, to uh, break it down. Well, the same day I received this email, I was watching Kramer on CNBC with my wife. And as I mentioned, she's now investing her mom's money from the sale of her home, and she's working to understand more. The point is that she's a beginner too. Well, we were watching and she asked me to stop about every 30 seconds or so in order to understand the jargon that they were talking about. I'll admit she asked some great questions that you simply wouldn't understand as a beginner just turning on the TV for the first time. And I looked at her and I said, you know what, Debbie? And I'll, I'll call her that because uh, that's her name. <laughs> but I go, there's just such a need out there for information from a beginner's point of view. You may remember in a previous podcast I did, I spoke about taking a class on investing. And I didn't finish the class because I was so disappointed in the sentiment that an informed investor is the worst investor because they asked too many questions. And I felt then, and I still do now, that the industry really wants it to be complicated, uh, really for you to have to rely on them. Well, I hate that, but I think that's just about what it is. Now, about a month ago, I started writing another podcast after a, several months of a hiatus. <laughs> what seems like a weekend to me now as I'm retired is really several months but after writing this, you know, I took some time off and then I, I read it again and I said, you know what? It's just not good enough. Uh, I may have told you this story before in this podcast, but the risk of redundancy, I'll tell it again because as many people have told me, that's one of my best skill sets is being redundant. <laughs> but when my bride and I were raising our kids, we, of course, helped them with their homework at every age. And as most parents will tell you, it gets complicated very quickly. But that said, I remember many times my daughter and son would share their homework with me, and I would look at it and correct it, and I know that they could do better than what they were giving me. Uh, I thought really they were relying on me to fix it. So I tell my kids, you go do the best you can, and I mean your very best, before you give it to me to help you. Many times they would give me an assignment, I would say, this is just crap, this is not your best work, and I won't accept it until you give me your best work, your very best, and then I'll take a look at it. Now, I have many regrets over being so harsh, and one time I clearly remember my daughter saying, but Dad, I'm only in the third grade. Building on that story, I'll tell you this story. It took me almost six years to get through school, college. 
I worked two jobs and worked at least 40 hours a week, uh, plus school, mostly night school. I got married uh, in between my junior and senior year. No, she wasn't pregnant, so whatever we thought. We were just in love, and we both wanted to be in the sanctity of marriage to commit to each other for the long term, which has worked out okay because we're close to 43 years now. Now, my bride and I had one thing in common that was incredibly important, and we both had work ethic. And She came from simple means and started working at 15 years old, and honestly, she's never stopped. She's still working hard. I always joke that I should have married an older woman because my girl hasn't slowed down since she was born and it's getting harder and harder to keep up with her. So anyway, I struggled financially through school, but we both worked hard and paid cash for school with no help from parents, etc. I guess the point I'm trying to make is that in any endeavor, you have to give it the best you can with whatever ability you have. I've been very honest with everybody in this podcast that I'm not a genius, I'm not a financial expert. I'm just an average guy, and if you ask my high school counselor, he'd attest to that, if you may remember that from a previous podcast. However, what I want people to know is this. It's not how smart you are. It's how willing you are to work. It's the work ethic. I always taught my kids who are now grown that a genius with a great work ethic is going to be successful. A genius with a poor work ethic won't be successful. But an average person with a great work ethic will be successful. Folks, it's not about how smart you are. It's about how hard you're willing to work for your goal. Be who you are with your own intellect. Work hard. And that's about the best you can do. With all that said, as I quote my dad much, if you don't believe in yourself, he always told me, who will? I heard that my whole life. And now that he's gone, I'm starting to understand what he was saying to me. Now in my career, I never met anyone who said, I do just enough to keep the boss off my tail. Or I don't even care if the boss is on my tail. I always felt that I would give the best within my ability for whatever job or assignment I had. Now, I understand. I'm not saying I'm this awesome worker or did a great job in whatever role it was. But I'm saying I did do my best. I always wanted to go to bed at night, lay my head on the pillow, and know that today, the day I just lived, I did the best I could. Truthful is, truth is, there's not a lot of days I believe I can do that. I always know when and where I could do better. You can fool your boss. You can fool your employees. You can even fool your spouse and your kids, but you can never fool yourself. I know that about myself. I hate those nights, mainly desire uh, because of my desire to be a good man, doing the right thing, saying the right thing, and being loving to my family and friends. I have a neighbor across the street who probably disagree with that, but uh, I digress. So full stop. I started this rant talking briefly about my college experience and working full-time and going to school. Time was incredibly important. Well, I had the opportunity in my senior year to test out of uh, upper division English class. What that means is I could take a three-hour test, and it would save me an entire semester of English if I could pass it. Well, the test was maybe 40 bucks or something. I really don't remember, but I remember it being an incredible amount of money because I was probably making five bucks an hour, and we were already married. Well, you could flunk the test twice before you were required to take the class. So on the day of the test, I showed up first time to take it. I paid my 40 bucks or whatever it was, and I bought a blue book. I don't even know if they still have those or if young folks even know what I'm talking about. But I sat down, and they had several questions that you needed to answer, and you could choose any one of them. Again, it's about a three-hour test that was writing about a specific issue. So I picked one, and honestly, I can't remember what the question even was. But I waded my way through it and wrote drivel about something I was vaguely aware of. I always liked that about English because there was not an exact answer. And it's way more my style. That's the reason I wasn't good at math and science, because they wanted to know the real answer and there was going to be one. 
So anyway, I'm about an hour and a half into this three-hour test, and I read my work. It was horrible. I wanted to meet the child that wrote that drivel. So I took a very bold step, and I remember halfway through the test time, I walked up to the test proctor, I threw away my blue book, and I asked if I could have another one. She looked at me like the idiot I was and said, okay. So I paid my 10 cents for the blue back, went back to my seat to try to salvage this test. I picked a different subject, and I started writing away. After about another hour, with only 30 minutes over, uh, left before the test was over, I read it again, and for the second time, I thought, I can't have this in. This just isn't good enough. So I took one of the boldest actions and really regrettable actions I've ever had. I walked up to the test proctor. I grabbed my first blue book out of the trash, threw my second blue book into the trash, and handed in the first one, hoping beyond hope that I would pass the test. I knew for sure there was no way I could have passed that English test other than maybe the greater like the abrupt ending. But I knew, and I was going to have to pay another 40 bucks and explain it to my bride because I'm not smart enough as a senior in college to pass an English test. So a couple of weeks later, I get the letter in the U.S. mail again showing my my uh, my age again. It was U.S. mail because there's no email, no computers, nothing. Well, I had passed the test. Wow, what a great thing. It saves me a semester of 40 bucks. I win? Did I win? Nah. Even as I write this, and I'm 64 years old now, I didn't win. I didn't do the best I could. I just did enough to get by, and I was rewarded. But at that young age, when I was in school, I knew I did a bad job on that test. I felt I should have flunked it. I knew I didn't do the best job I could. I knew I didn't prepare for it. To this day, I wish I wouldn't have picked it up and handed it in. I wish I would have had to take it again. I didn't, though, and I was rewarded, and I laid my head on the pillow that night and many nights after knowing I didn't do the best I could. I don't like that feeling. Why do I tell this long, boring story? Because I don't want to make the same mistake again. I'm not able to give 100% to this podcast, and I think it's pretty important to be able to. Plus, and more importantly, I feel that I've shared what value I can add. I've shared the value that I've had as just kind of an entry into the stock market. Every podcast I've written and recorded, I feel pretty good about, uh, at least the content. The recording quality started out pretty funky and progressed to just being okay. So I thank you all for hanging in there with me and 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 uh, still listening. I feel like I was sharing my story and limited knowledge in the market. And I feel like it has been very well received. And that makes me extremely happy. However, when you get to the end of your story and your knowledge, that's where I think the story should end. I could force out subjects, and I do have many more opinions. Just ask my friends. I have opinions about everything. But honestly, it would just be forcing out information, and I don't think it's going to be adding any value, or I don't know if it would. So I think with my limited knowledge and experience, I've done the best I could. But remember, I started this to help my family, and I'm so pleased if it has helped others. Uh this book and the content of or this book, this book that never happened. Uh, uh, but I'll speak to that in a second. But I'll continue to send information from time to time uh, with those that have been requested to be added to the email list. But last, the biggest gift of this podcast for me were all the emails from all over the world that were so special and gracious, sharing your personal stories. Uh, I could use experts here, but uh, excerpts here, but uh, I wouldn't want to leave anybody out, but know this, you know who you are and your words meant the world to me. They motivated me. They blessed me. They made me feel like maybe for the first time in my life, I've made a difference in somebody's life with nothing expected in return, not a paycheck, not a promotion. 
Giving without expectation is incredible. So I thank you all because it's blessed my life. This is my last podcast for all the reasons I've stated. I don't want to fake it. There's no reason to. I've wanted to help, and I think I have. But I'll leave you with a couple of my top uh, money mantras, and and uh, all the rest of them are on my website. But the, the three that really strike a chord with me is that I made the money, and I'm going to manage it. Number two is nobody cares about your money more than you do. And then the last one, what I've said many times, believe in yourself, because if you don't, who will? Now, a couple last, last things. Uh, one is, if you have knowledge on whatever subject it is, spray it out to the rest of the world. Be a teacher. You know, they always say, when you die, you can't take your money with you. Well, you can't. But you know what you're going to take with you? The knowledge that you have on whatever the specifics are of where your knowledge lays. Another one is tell the story. The story you tell yourself is the truth. Just make sure it's a positive story. Now, before I leave, let me tell you one last, last, last story. Well, I say that, but uh, I'm not done writing maybe yet. Uh, But being self-indulgent, I'll tell you that as everyone does, people have unique relationships with their parents and, I've had a very interesting learning writing this podcast that I really didn't understand. I quote my dad a lot. My dad and I had, you know, a turbulent relationship at times. And, you know, there's plenty of blame to throw around. But, you know, I'm 64 years old now. My pop passed away over nine years ago. And in doing this podcast, remember, for my family, I stumbled upon a gold nugget that I wasn't expecting to find. And the respect for the wisdom my dad gave me. Not as a fire hose of information, but over the years in many different situations. A little gold nugget here, another one there. And after a lifetime, I found out they were true and they really held water. My dad was a man of God and his wisdom always spoke to doing what is right. It's taken me this long to realize how much my dad impacted my life. How much I honestly listened to him and what I took away from him. I think that I'm sorry it took me so long to figure it out. But life is a journey, not a destination. And as I, as all of you, have the story of our journey. We'll be back after a quick break. Paul Murphy here. I don't know who you are, and I don't know what you want. If you're looking to pay for ad costs, I can tell you that I don't have money for ads. But what I do have are a particular set of skills. Skills that make my 100% free ad strategies a complete nightmare for ad platforms. If you follow my show now, that's going to be the end of it. I will not look for you. I will not pursue you. But if you don't, I will look for you and I will help you reduce your ad spend by over 95%. Follow the Traffic Tube Secrets podcast now with me, Paul Murphy, to find out more. So I was deleting old photos the other day and I'd taken a picture of my dad's handwriting in a book that he gave to my son. It was dated August 6, 2008, four years before he passed. So in 2008, my son was 19 years old. and He wrote to my son, Johnny, I love you. You can be anything you want to be. Work equals success. Your dad calls it work ethic, and I agree. I, If you think you can, or if you think you can't, you are right. Love God and do what's right. Love Grandpa. 
Wow. I mean, what my dad wrote to my son was beautiful, and I think it sums it up pretty nicely. I want to pass on the same sentiments to my loved ones. Thanks, Pop. Rest in peace. This podcast has been a labor of love, a little bit of hate. It was always on my desk waiting for me to pick it up again. It was several years in the making, and many times I almost deleted all of it before I even did my first podcast. I took my humble learnings and wanted to articulate uh, those to my family so that they could believe in themselves. I spent many, many hours writing and rewriting and bought about 200 bucks worth of podcasting materials, and now you know why the... (laughs) why the quality wasn't that great. Uh, I threw caution to the wind and I put it out in the universe. And honestly, that's a pretty scary proposition because I knew I wanted to help, but I know and I knew that I don't have a pedigree in the financial world. However, what I've learned over time was that I do have my knowledge and I at the very least wanted to share my knowledge with my family. The more I studied and invested, the more I gained confidence. The haunting words from my dad, if you don't believe in yourself, who will? Now, I'm going to share a little bit of statistical information for about this podcast and not, not to brag about it, but really to give you energy and power. If you have a subject that you want to get out there in a podcast of some sort, you have a voice, you have knowledge, you have wisdom and don't be afraid to share your wisdom in whatever format to your family and to the world. This little podcast and never promoted. All organic growth in about 18 months has just short of 150,000 downloads in 144 countries and over 5,000 cities across the world. And that's as of a couple days ago. Again, I never promoted the podcast or monetized it. Uh, The listening growth was all organic. Not in my wildest imagination would I have ever dreamed that. I'm humbled and pleased. Again, my learning with all this, if your heart is in the right place, you do the right thing, and you work to help humanity in some simple way, God will have a bigger plan for you than you could have imagined. As you may recall, when I started this journey, I was going to write a book, and my son thought a podcast would make more sense, and so that's what I've done. I'm still, well, (laughs) kind of working on that book, but it's so hard, and it's just so easy to say you're going to write one (laughs) rather than actually complete one. However, my bride of almost 43 years, as I mentioned, keeps pushing me to finish that book. She's a voracious reader and studier. Her books have writings and scribbles and notes all over the book. It's her main reason for liking hard copy books and not the iPad for reading. She also has what I'll call workbooks. She showed me one the other day and I thought, well, now maybe my podcast would be a good workbook. So I've negotiated her down from a book to a workbook. I'm going to self-edit it and have it basically be a transcript of this podcast with places to take notes and use the tools I discuss. Now, I said, I'll work on this. And you guys all know how my work ethic is in my retirement. And I'm hoping to maybe negotiate it again with my bride down to maybe a pamphlet. (laughs) That's a joke. I mean, I don't think I can get that uh, down to a pamphlet. So I'm at the end of my time here, folks. And there's still several ways you can get in touch with me if you care to. Uh, I have a website now, if you're not aware, it's at www.johnhkok.com. My email is jkok7 at hotmail.com. Or another email is johnsinvestinggroup at gmail.com. I still will send emails from time to time for those on the email list. And, you know, I don't send a lot because I don't want to add too much more to the, to the noise. So there you have it. As they say in Hawaii, pow. 
or my Hawaiian friends will know that, which means finished or complete or simply the end. I want to thank you all for everything you give me on this journey, and I pray blessings over each one of you on your personal and financial journeys, and I hope this finds everybody healthy. Happy trails, and God bless. Signing off, John.
We'll be back after a quick break. Hey, it's Joe Laria here, host of the brand new podcast, The Retirement Power Hour, which was created to help listeners invest wiser and retire better. Because planning for retirement can be pretty difficult. There are all these new things like Social Security, Medicare, and actually taking money out of your portfolio rather than putting money in. But I like to simplify these complex topics and break them down in a way that anyone can understand. And with industry experts like David Blanchett, Cheryl Moore, and Joanne Giardini-Russell on the show, it makes things even easier. So subscribe right now to the Retirement Power Hour available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and let us help you invest wiser and retire better.